All right, we're going live. Cool. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another live stream. I found it's a lot easier to do live streams than to do actual work. So, hey, here we are. I'm on the line with a, what appears to be an XRP developer. Um, maybe introduce yourself. Hey, yeah, I'm uh, Matt Hamilton. Uh, yes, I'm an XRP developer and uh, developer advocate. Um, currently work for Ripple as their um, director of developer relations at the moment. Cool. So, I vote people attack XRP all the time, and I'm kind of divided on it. So, I think people should be able to make throughput censorship resistant trade offs. So, if you want to have a higher throughput network that has lower latency, which XRP does, if you, if you mm-hmm. do a transaction XRP, it's fast. If you do it on a proof of work network, it takes a long time. Yeah. If you want to be able to make that trade-off, I think that's totally acceptable and fine. And I mean, arbitrage people love it. So if you're trying to arbitrage the price of one exchange to another exchange, you need to have low latency or else you could get whipsawed and lose money on an ARB. So exactly. it's, yeah. I, I think there's definitely a place for it. Um, and I, I even hope to bring a little adoption to XRP by allowing people to sacrifice their XRP to charity uh, if they want to support medical research. So, so I mean, I think you might only know about Hex, but I've also got a fork of Ethereum, which solves a lot of Ethereum's problems, which you may that's, find that's even kind of more interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what started this. I mean, I've heard of Hex. I don't know mm-hmm. a huge amount about it. I've mm-hmm. not got a you know huge, particularly that much of an interest or, or a view in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a, it was a comment about Pulse Chain and and how somebody was claiming that. Basically, it's going to clone all the ERC twenty tokens, and everybody's tokens are going to be duplicated, and that's the bit kind that of. kind of made me laugh because that well, it's like clearly didn't understand like the whole point about how any of this works, right? If you just go and duplicate somebody else's token, you don't just suddenly have that token, right? If I just decide, hey, I'm going to go and duplicate the Bitcoin blockchain, uh, you know, that just and pretend I'm Satoshi, that doesn't mean I suddenly get like whatever a million Bitcoin, right? So. You know the fact that they, I can, I can understand a clone of Ethereum. I mean, yeah, there's dozens of clones of Ethereum out there, mm-hmm. but so you can go ahead and do that. But to just mm-hmm. claim that by cloning the entire state of the network, suddenly everybody gets a whole bunch more ERC twenty tokens or PRC twenty tokens, whatever mm-hmm. they are, just you know doesn't well, they, make see what, any sense. See what happens is people conflate price with technology all the time. Yeah. So you know that perfectly cloning digits happens every day. There's nothing easier than copying software. We have all types of algorithms to ensure that the copying is done properly using yeah. parity bits. So we don't have any technical issue in regards to copying and open source itself is literally designed to be copied and licensed to be copied. And you forcibly have to make your software license to be copied. If you don't issue an open source license alongside your code, your code has no license, which means it's copyrighted the minute it's written. Just like a book. If you write a book, it's already copyrighted when you wrote it. If you yeah, write exactly. code, it's already copyrighted when you wrote it. So in these open source systems that pride themselves on you know, open source development, forking it, improving it, and then some of those improvements being adopted upstream is how open source works. And our developers in Pulse Chain have already had commits accepted into the main Geth repository because our devs are awesome and we fix things that were wrong with the Geth code. And it's very likely that will continue to happen because to tell you the truth, 
all this blockchain code actually pretty much sucks balls. It's it's not actually good code. There's it's yeah. <laughs> like the the reason that you don't have a Linux desktop is because the the closed source guys actually work harder and have better funding and have better devs and, and put more hours I, and I time in it. I would, like, I would dispute that. I mean, hey, I've been an open source developer since what nineteen ninety six, right? Mm -hmm. um, and like you say, you know, there's a lot of people that don't understand intellectual property. They don't understand that you know copyright is automatically assigned to works. They don't understand the, the way that you know open source licenses, especially copyleft licenses, the whole mm -hmm. point of them is that they are the means by which you grant somebody the ability to redistribute your code and to yep. modify it and to use it for how they want. And the uh, difference between free and open, they're not the same. Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. Free yeah. software is beyond open source software right. and, and there's, almost there's no one knows the difference. Yeah, there's, there's free is in beer and there's, you know, free is in liberty and there's exactly. free is in here, I'm giving you a free puppy, right? Yeah. And they're very different things. Yeah. Now, you know, and like like you said, I mean, I, I disagree with your characterization of open source software. There's some fantastic open source software out there. I mean, you know, well, let me tighten up. Let me tighten slightly, up my statement. Biased about the X up things so like I, X up I, Ledger that have like extremely good like quality developers and extremely good quality development. So and that's so why let me like tighten up my statement. Ledger so better censorship resistant and things like Bitcoin, right? You know, because the the algorithms used. Uh, in in that and the the, the trade offs made mean that you get better censorship resistance, right? So that's I I don't you know, know. I, I've never heard. I well, it's open source. You can go and check it. I mean, that's the good thing about it, right? Yeah, and, but you know, that's that's you know, they're tangential the properties. Been around a long time, right? It's the second you, oldest blockchain. Um, you know, brought things like the decentralized, the whole concept of decentralized exchanges and stablecoins to the crypto world. Oh God, no! Please no. Okay, hold on. Let's not. Let's not. Let's tighten up our arguments a little bit and make sure we finish some threads before we, sure. we get into complexity hell here. So first, I think that we have 100% open source domination in certain areas. So if you're doing web server, it's all open source out the ass. Oh, yeah. It's all yeah. Apache and, you know. Yeah, all the cloud software. Cloud yes, stuff right. If you're open source, yeah. Right. And if you're doing blockchain, Bitcoin uses used to use Berkeley DB. Now it uses level DB. Ethereum uses level DB. They actually use rocks DB on the, on the parity client that no one uses, but in Geth, they use level DB. Those are all open source things. You know, yeah. when the, the GUI for Bitcoin is Bitcoin Q is uh, QT, which is a, an open source thing. Like yeah, the, the, the crypto used to be open source using open SSL. So they replaced it with lib 256 KP one. And then like something similar to that, I might have a letter off. So like open source dominates certain areas. I chose a very easy to win argument, the Linux desktop. The yep. Linux desktop is fucking trash. You have a printer, it ain't never gonna work. You have a sound card, it ain't never gonna work. You have, you have like a, any type of peripheral whatsoever, you're fucked. You want your video card drivers to work? Good luck, homie. Like it's a fucking nightmare. So if you're just doing backend shit, code shit that doesn't have peripherals or user experience, open source is pretty great. But if you're doing anything in the user space, like playing a video game, there's nothing worse than Linux. Nothing. It's, it's, you might as well kill yourself. So now Apart from like a lot of the major consoles are based upon either Linux or FreeBSD, right? So Well, sure. But <laughs> and then and then so this is this is an important point that you just made that I was going to make later. Right. Just because your software is open source doesn't mean shit because the way it is used can be very closed. So you just right. said that Xbox and PlayStation are open source as fuck inside. But good luck trying to interact with that open source stuff when it's behind a walled garden with DRM. So, you right. know, 
it's you have to it's like your apple phone you have to hack your phone if you want to install something they don't want to let you install they pretend it's their computer not yours they pretend you don't own it that shit Mm -hmm. sucks i i I find that fucking horrible you know you should be able to control your own device at least with an android device you can install an apk and then have a chance with apple you you fucking can't try and download a torrent on apple you're just like i don't even think there's any torrent fucking apps allowed i don't even think you can download one what's that shit it's terrible yeah so it's out i'm trying something new right like everyone thinks i'm a fucking a, a prick because i can do the prick thing but i could also do the friendly thing so i figured i would try the friendly thing today Fair um enough. yeah so I'll, I'll just explain hex really easily if you did a proof of work change in bitcoin and instead of destroying the environment with sha256 mining which is is literally proof of waste you're on purpose yeah. wasting energy oh, i agree with you if you just change that to proof of weight, so in our system, the proof of work is proof of weight. You just lock up coins, and the longer you lock, the more of the inflation you get. The shorter you lock, the less of the inflation you get. So Bitcoin rewards people for hashing more, and Hex rewards people for holding longer. That's it. It's just a proof of work change. They're both systems that store and transmit value, that inflate, and they reward network participants with inflation for doing certain things. In Bitcoin, the miners buy electricity and hardware to cause pollution and then dump the price in order to be able to pay for it. That sucks. It's huge negative externality. It's bad for the environment. It's bad for the price. It's just terribly stupid. So Hex solves that to a degree by making the people that are already paying for that waste, the ETH network, more efficient by packing more value into it. And then Pulse does that even better by getting rid of proof of work entirely and just using proof of stake, which we know works. Because there's dozens of network that have dozens of billions of dollars for years and years. No problems. Works fine. <coughs> no reason to do security theater and destroy the environment and dump the price to do it. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I, I agree with you that. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm coming from, from, from the XRP world, right? The XRP mm-hmm. ledger was literally created by Bitcoin developers that realized that the energy requirements of Bitcoin don't scale. Right, you, you've been yeah. The, the higher the value network gets, the worse you destroy the environment. And you're like, okay, yeah. and you got the same. You got, I mean, you got a similar problems with proof of stake in that you can't secure value greater than the stake you're staking. Right, so you know if you're trying to tokenize assets, you, you kind can't of can. tokenize anything you greater can, than the value that you're actually staking. No, I disagree with that entirely. But the, the, the stake is what <coughs> valuable bit, and if you can decide to lo- effectively lose your stake in order to gain the thing that's higher value, then game over. I, I, I hear you, and in theory, what you're saying makes a little bit of sense, but in reality, it doesn't. So no I'll way. give an example of this. I'll prove it with reality. Tether is worth billions and billions and billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Shitloads. It's actually the most traded, quote, cryptocurrency. It's not even a fucking cryptocurrency. It's just a private database with admin keys, but they, yeah. they do it on the, the blockchain. Okay, cool. It's the most traded volume of any crypto ever. It stores yeah. billions and billions and billions of dollars, and they actually have billions of dollars in the bank. I don't know if it's 100% collateralized, but even if it ain't, there's fucking billions and billions of dollars in somebody's bank account for that. So they used to run entirely on the Omni network, and the Omni network was worth fucking nothing. The Omni network did like $100 a day of volume, sometimes $600 a day of volume. Yet that piece of shit valueless network supported a multi-billion dollar project with no problems yeah so i was proof of work not proof of stake sure 
So I have right. my, 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 my point was about proof of stake networks, not being able to secure more because you, you need the stake to be worth more than the thing you're securing. No, but That's it's the, the same. It's the same stake. exact mechanic. Proof and work, and proof it's of not work, proof and proof of work, of and proof of stake are very different. No, they, they work not. very differently. I'm afraid. Sorry. Yeah, they work very differently, but they they. Okay, all blockchains are socially enforced. Period. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. the reason for that is because a blockchain doesn't know what its actual block weight is, and so if you didn't understand block weight and the actual energy cost that goes into these things, you might think the longest chain always wins because the code says the longest chain always wins. And so when you have a contentious hard fork like BSV versus BCH or lightly, they had replay protection, so it wasn't that contentious, BCH versus Bitcoin, only a human outside the network can go and look at the two chains and go, okay, this one is authoritative because there's more weight right. to the chain, even though the right. chain is shorter. It's not, yeah, it's not, it's not the length of the chain. It's the amount of work that is done on that chain. Right. It's exactly. With, it's the chain with the amount of work. But yeah. you're right in that you have, if you've got a fork, I mean, look at, <clears> look at BCH versus Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. which is the real Bitcoin, right? Now, that's a social construct, right? That is entirely a social construct as to which one people think is the real Bitcoin. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, and, the, and, and this, yeah, this is... Say, all, big, all blockchains <coughs> are, in the end, socially enforced. Yeah. And, and this is how you upgrade the network as well. the majority of the participants want, right? Yeah. So if the majority of the participants want mm -hmm. something, then that is what will happen. Right? And, and every thing. hard fork is social consensus enforcing yeah. an entirely new network that is inconsistent and incompatible with the previous network. Right. And these happen all the time and it works fine. So if you're in a world where everything is actually just socially enforced anyway, then a lot of these like magic parameters don't actually matter, right? So like double spending. If someone, imagine what it takes to actually, so why do we almost never see double spends? Because they're actually very hard to be profitable. You have to buy some coin that you're then going to devalue by attacking the security of the networking, making it seem less secure. And then you have to find somebody that's willing to accept that coin from you, usually in exchange for value. And then you have to try and double spend it someplace else using a reorg or hoping they didn't wait for enough confirmations yeah. or an eclipse attack if you're on like a small enough network, which Bitcoin isn't. So like it, it they almost never, ever happen. But you would think, and what does happen? There's bugs all the time that come from shit that has nothing to do with hashing. So there's mm -hmm. been inflation bugs in the following coins. XLM, Monero, Bitcoin, Bitcoin twice, uh, Ravencoin. I could go down a fucking list. The most prevalent and dangerous bug in all of cryptocurrency is the inflation bug where anyone can mint as many free coins as they want. And it happens over and over and over again. And you know what solves it? Modularity. And guess what modularity is? Hex. Our consensus code that decides when supply can be inflated and whom is allowed to inflate it is locked and isolated and unchangeable and therefore very hard to fuck up when you're upgrading the rest of the network. Bitcoin's right. last inflation bug occurred because they imp improved the networking stack to reduce latency and then, oops, now anyone can mint as many free coins as they want because it's spaghetti code that doesn't even have a written spec and isn't modular whatsoever. So Hex is actually more secure than Bitcoin but people just don't get it. Like they don't understand what attack surface in cryptocurrencies looks like. They don't right, even. They don't even understand the, the Bitcoin blockchain. So you're, you're you're beholden to the Ethereum blockchain. Well, it's, it's different failure mode, right? So if right. Ethereum is actually more likely to have an inflation bug for the Ethereum ticker than Hex is, even though it runs on. So it's similar to having a safe inside a safe. So it's more likely to have failure on the outside safe than to have failure on the inside safe because the outside safe has to fail first. And then you have to try and fuck up the second safe as well.
Yeah, perhaps. But, you know, the point being is that it's the, the Ethereum underlying network is the one that's controlling the consensus and the bugs that you often get within. But you, know, you just get different tokens, failure modes. Example, like you, you're unlikely, you're unlikely to get an inflation bug. You may get some other type of networking bug thing. Yeah, you get things like front. You know, people. So many, so many ERC twenty tokens have fallen because of things like front running bugs and things like that within the within the the, the code, and that's made possible because of the way in which. I don't know Ethereum what you mean works. by a front running bug. So within front running within Ethereum, you don't have control because of its proof of work. You don't have control in the order of which transactions go in. So if you're the are you talking about sandwich attacks and dexes? Is that what you mean? Yeah, it's similar to sandwich okay. attacks, right? Because you can you can choose to put a you know put a transaction before and after, mm-hmm. say something on a dex, for example, right? Yeah. And, and 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 exploit mm-hmm. that. It, and a lot it's of commonly referred you know, to as MEV tokens have 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 you know had you know attacks based upon that, and that's that's a failure of. Uh, I think failure mode induced by Ethereum itself affecting the ERC twenty token. So no, I mean on that it, basis, the safe and in a safe analogy doesn't really work. It it does though. So you're describing minor extracted value, and this is a computer science problem that exists for any blockchain in which miners decide transaction ordering, yeah. which all of them do. Every validator or every blockchain proof of work miner chooses the order of transactions period period now i can tell you there's already solutions for the miner extracted value that you're describing and they are it's called flash bots not flash loans flash loans is when you can borrow as much as is available for free right and as long as you return it it's not really free you're paying a little fee as long as you return at the end of the transaction so a lot of things that were poorly coded get quote attacked by flash loans they're not actually attacks they're just arbitrage opportunities and they're the same opportunities any whale could have done without needing to borrow any money from anyone at all anyway so they're not like you you have to be secure against these types of interactions and the the solution to them is time-weighted average price which every in legacy market has but the stupid crypto ones don't because they're just stupid. So again, I mean, this comes down to just adding layers and layers and layers on top of mitigation to try and fix something that you know, like like I said, the XRP ledger, right? You know, it doesn't have this problem because it does. I don't have believe that entities that well, the, because there's not a single entity that des- describes sorry that decides the order of transactions. Hence, you don't have front running. That's why the XRP ledger was the first dex, right? That's why the XRP ledgers had a dex for ten years because. You know, it was the dex only to blockchain what? you could run a dex on, right? I don't know. I, look, I don't know anyone that's ever traded anything on XRP ever except the XRP token, because they thought banks were going to adopt it. That's right. But all the, the I whole know. point of the X, the whole point of the XRP ledger is allowed. I mean, that's where stable coins came from, right? The XRP ledger, because you can tokenize arbitrary assets. That's why I hear you saying that. But when I go euros. on market cap ranking sites, I don't see any. Le- I don't see any XRP level layer two assets whatsoever of any form at all. Well, they're not layer two. They're not layer two. They're direct. I don't care what layer they are. I don't know that they exist. All right. Well, let's well, look it up because, real quick. That's because How like much stable coin is on XRP? Coin market cap don't um, don't look at dexes generally, right? That's the problem. Hey, starting to now. Fuck all those gatekeepers. Say, hey, I'm, t- look, I'm asking you directly. How much stablecoin is in your network? How much stablecoin? Well, it's yeah. pretty hard to say. I mean, it depends on what? which one you're on about. But you Choose know, one, bro. About. I don't think there's any... I don't. I, I hear you saying things, but I don't think these particular things are true. I've up, I agreed with you on everything up to the point where you said, 
there's stable coins on XRP and people use them. I don't believe that. So I want to see evidence. So show me people no, using no, stable coins on XRP. I mean, it's, it's okay, I'm ready. There. I got Google here. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Where do so, I go? Uh, okay. Let's see here. Go to xrpcharts.ripple.com, for example. Mm-hmm. I'm there. Right. Go to uh, any of the markets that are shown there. So XRP USD Bitstamp. You can see the top left one, top markets, first one. Mm-hmm. Right. So you just sent me to a centralized exchange to look up the XRP price. No, I've just sent you to the decentralized exchange. This is the decentralized exchange on, on Ledger. So okay. these I'm on xrpcharts.ripple.com. Yeah. You told me to go to Bitstamp. I'm doing a control F for Bitstamp. It's, it says XRP USD Bitstamp. Got it? Yep. There you go. Okay. What's this? So this is a chart of transactions and price on the decentralized exchange. So why is the word Bitstamp there? Because Bitstamp is the issuer of that USD stablecoin in the same way that why does USDC have circle in the name? Why does Tether have Tether? Mm -hmm. USDT have Tether in the name? Okay, right, so, so you're so you're saying that so you're saying that similar to Tether being issued on TRX and ETH and a bunch of other networks, you have stablecoin issuers that are issuing stables over the XRP network. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And okay. I have done. I mean, for like decades, you know, this is where this is where DEXs and stable coins came from, from the XRP ledger. They were the cool. you know, the first one. Where do I see the volume? Where's that? Uh, that should be on there if you're looking looking there on that on that chart there. There's volume there on the top left. Mm, I gotta get to daily here. This is a weird chart. Oh, I found it's it. It's daily. it's not a huge amount, I will admit that. It's gone down a lot. It used to be a lot higher. Okay. If you look in um, so I mean, it would appear that this does about 12 times less volume than Hex. And that's just Hex's market well, trading having nothing to do with staking at all. One. Yeah. So this, okay. So I'm glad that you guys have stables issued there. Based on this volume, it would appear that you have maybe 1% to 2% of the total volume of stablecoin trading. So it feels like. Possibly. Uh, okay. Like I said, it's hard to say because we don't know. I mean, it's decentralized. You don't know which other assets are being issued on there, right? There's euros, there's Bitcoin. Mm, there's Bitcoin it's not on hard the to XRP say. Ledger, it's right? a power law distribution and the vast majority of your volume will be in a couple pairs. So it's oh, not yeah. hard to yeah. say. Yeah. Okay. So see, this is progress, right? You're a tech guy. You wanted to brag about that you guys had stables. I'm going to let you brag about that because it appears that you do. And there's just no volume on it. It's fine. Okay. So we agree. It's easy. Good shit. Um, yeah. So here's some, here's an interesting question for you. This will be fun. This will be really fun. Pulse chain is fucking interesting because it does things that have never been done before. This will, I think this will blow your mind. People think that Tether is worth a dollar because it often trades for a dollar on exchanges. But we know that for a while, Tether was fractionally reserved because they had about $600 million seized from a bank. Right. And who knows what the real fractional reserve is? Nobody fucking knows. Yeah. So, but it's still traded near a dollar. And then that makes you wonder, what if it was 100% fractional reserved? Would it still trade for a dollar? At what point might, like, I don't know. So when Pulse Chain forks Tether, which has admin keys, they could just invalidate all the coins. But their users would probably sue them for doing that. Because yeah. I think that those Tether, even though they're not going to be redeemable for anything... I think they're going to have a value on Pulse Chain. I just have no idea what it is. So right. it's going to be so crazy to see whether stable coins that have 
no backing at all actually have a value and what that value is on this new chain. Oh, and yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting experiment. Yeah. It will be. And this was, this was the bit that kind of got me was when somebody was saying that, hey, they're going to, you know, they're going to duplicate the entire state of Ethereum, yep. duplicate all of the ERC20 tokens, and so you're going to have them, yeah. double. And I was like, well, wait a minute. You're not really going to have double. You're going to have, you know, if you've got a thousand... We'll have different parameters, uh, tether, right? ...ERC20, and you've now got a thousand PRC20 tether, those PRC20 tether are going to have an entirely different value to the ERC20 sure. one for the reason you just described. For sure. In that yeah, list. 100%. And it's a totally different price discovery. Mm-hmm. And because the PRC20 tokens are not used anywhere else, they're going to be worthless. And then, mm, you know, I don't think so. That's going to be the problem. I, I don't, I don't, like, I, I got a few tricks up my sleeve. I got some more cool shit coming. I'll tell you about it. Well, you, you may well do. Everybody does. But, yeah. you know, no, no, I have more than most. The, the, I'm, I'm the founder of a $50 billion cryptocurrency. I have oh, more than most. Yeah, you can brag about that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fine. But that yeah. doesn't change the facts, right? So, I mean, the I, point being... I'm going to blow your mind with more technology those, shit. Those man, things we'll have two totally different you know, yes. price discovery mechanisms. Right. So we, we chose a model where the difference is the maximum possible. We just chose an example where some guys with admin keys could literally invalidate all the coins on Pulse Chain for their admin key bullshit, fake DeFi bullshit fake crypto bullshit they could just invalidate everything so even in that example where it's maximally hard to overcome the objections it's still very interesting because we don't they might not use those admin keys to fuck over all the users because they'd be robbing the users if indeed those things had value even though they weren't redeemable now let's take the other position let's take the position of things that could be more valuable on the pulse chain than they were on ethereum and i'll give you a list of them if you believe that software should cost less than a dollar to send a transaction. Well, Ethereum's not for you. It's fucked. It costs a shitload to do anything. So for any use case that's gas intensive or for any use case that's priced out on Ethereum, that's not fake DeFi, that's not admin key bullshit, that's real cryptocurrency with real no admin keys, like Hex, like Uniswap kind of, there are some things out there that don't have this middleman gatekeeping fucking not like they just control all your money, you give them the keys and then they control all the money. That is the opposite of why crypto is invented. For those things that are real, they could be more valuable in Pulse than they are in Ethereum because it has higher throughput and it has lower fees. And those are very, very strong incentives for things that are crippled and can't even function because no one can afford to use them. Just so like every other Ethereum cloud. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, so there's a large, right. I, I believe there's a large use case for being able to actually experiment and use the blockchain again because it's more affordable and there's also evidence to support this this is not yeah this this is not the forced evm fork of ethereum it is the first one to bring system state and giving the world's largest airdrop that gives ten thousand new free coins to the world you want to talk about new excitement all these coin listing sites which in general i don't like they have to now list about ten thousand new pairs Have fun, what guys. List, what are they going to list it after, right? If you if you've got some some particular coin on an ER, the ERC twenty version, mm-hmm. are they going to now list separately? They're going to have to list separately. They have the to ERC20 if they have a value. They have a different price. Right? Yeah, I mean, they have to no if they have a value. Yeah, right? exactly. Totally separate value discovery, and some are going to be stronger, and some are going to be weaker. Now, but why do that if you're not? If the, if the only reason to do that is to mislead people into thinking they're the same thing. Right? What? No, because they're not well, the same thing. Right, but you're it's, it's, the it's just like an ice cream. An ice cream is different in the summer sun than it is in your freezer. It's still an ice cream, but one melts and one doesn't. Like there, it, it's just like saying BCH is Bitcoin. But no, it's not. Analogy, I think I've heard. But yeah, yeah, like the, just 
when you change parameters of a thing, like this isn't Theseus's ship. Like there, there are parameters being changed here. Yeah. There's the block times are four times quicker. The uh, validator set is smaller. It's proof of stake instead of proof of work. Um, it burns fees. So it's, it should naturally tend to accrue value because there's less supply over time. There's no inflation. It's, it just gets the supply smaller and smaller over time. So we'll start with a very high uh, supply to make up for that. And like, it, it's just, there's so many different things. I have yeah, absolutely no like interest said, in anyone you know, thinking. Of chains that are doing this, right? Sure. So this is nothing yeah. new. And they're all worth billions. So yay. <laughs> like, like they're all wildly successful. Most like the ones that I notice anyway, like BSC is widely successful. Matic is wildly successful. Matic has admin keys. They can steal all your money whenever they want. Crazy to me. Fucking crazy to me that people use that. I don't get it. So world's largest airdrop fee burning. It, it's funny that Ethereum two is trying to do what we're going to beat them to market with. They're trying to do fee burning with the IP one five five nine. We're going to beat them to market. They're trying to do uh, people staking up their coins and locking them up to earn yield. We're going to beat them to market with that. But we're going to come with all the coins, and they're not. They have to try and do a bridge. You're not coming with all the coins. This is the thing, though. You're not coming with all the coins. You're coming with clones of all the coins with no value. That Okay, so let's talk about value. Let's talk about value. value. Sure. Let's talk about value. You're familiar with Uniswap? Yeah. In Uniswap, everything is interchangeable with everything else. So if one thing has value, everything has value because you can path from wherever you are to wherever that value is. Right. So as long as, as long as the pulse chain pair has value that can get to mainnet Ethereum through a bridge or even to XRP through a bridge or even to whatever through a bridge, then we have real world value that you can sell at an exchange for money that you can buy a house with. And then all of those PRC20s will be able to find a value against that. And because of the way Uniswap V2 works, you cannot exhaust the value. It can never trade to zero. And so the, one of the, the first transaction or one of the first transactions to occur when the new chain exists is that a contract will go through and execute a trade on all of the uh, automated market maker pairs to harvest PRC20s and then reward those um, liquidity providers with pulse. So those LPs will have more pulse and they'll have less PRC20. And then you take all those harvested PRC20s, you put them in a Uniswap fork, and now none of those coins can stop playing the game unless they use right. admin so keys. Got, so so just, just to recap, just think of, so I understand it. So you've, you're going to have effectively a market between the ERC-20 version of a coin and a PRC-20 version of a coin that will have different values, but there'll be effectively a market between them that allows you to go from one to the other. That would say, like, my PRC-20 of this token is worth, you know, a tenth of the ERC-20, so I can I can exchange 10 PRC-20 tokens for one ERC-20 token of the same name. Yes, you're going to have right. value discovery. Yeah. Now, how yeah, those, like, exa- you can't, you can't, algorithmically add all the coins because some coins have weird non-standard parameters. Not everything is ERC-20 compliant. So you, you can, you can bridge a lot of stuff. And then there's an advantage to the pulse chain network to kind of limit the bridging so that the majority of value getting out and into the pulse network makes the pulse coin itself more valuable because if, so basically we already have a higher throughput, cheaper chain, and then you would prefer kind of all the arbing and value discovery happen on that cheaper chain. And then once the value discovery has occurred, if some arbing to mainnet needs to occur, 
you'd kind of want it to choke point through the pulse pair just to add more value to pulse. But if yep. other people want to run their own bridges and then do a wide band, you know, more horizontal approach, they can do it. You know, they just need to build a bridge to do it. Yeah, and it's an interesting approach. I mean, it's the same, you know, it's the same approach, again, that, you know, the XRP ledger did, you know, 10 years ago because you've got multiple issues on the XRP ledger. So you saw there was USD Bitstamp, there's also USD GitHub, there's USD whatever, cool. right? Issued by different people. I mean, the funny thing is, it's like, it's all fake crypto, the right? That, the, the, the it's all admin key shit. Creators originally, like, noticed and, and, and actually actively recognized was that a particular uh, currency can have slightly different value in different forms, right? Sure. A $20 note to you is possibly yep. worth slightly different to you personally than mm -hmm. a $20 check yep. or a $20 gift card. Um, they're interchangeable mm -hmm. to some degree, but there may be, you know, one's worth 99% of the other or whatever, right? Did, did you guys uh, have this before BitShares did? Who, who, who had this first, BitShares or you? Uh, I don't know when BitShares came out. This was 2011. So when, when did BitShares come out? I think it might have been... Might have been 2012, 2013. Right. This, this, I mean, a lot of these ideas we've Nothing had, like Eagle, Eagle right. also had encapsulated gold over a network. Like, like these, we've all, we've all been at this for a while and we've seen this yeah. shit. And then the question is, which one gets the adoption? Cause like all these stable coins, they're all just counterparty risk. It's, yeah. I, they're, they're like, this isn't real crypto. Th this is the opposite of crypto. This is someone else can take all your money whenever they want. And you're like, yeah, it's on a ledger, a public ledger now, but you don't know what's in their bank account. They're not timestamping fucking audits. Like it's, and, that, and that's why there's not <clears throat> as much trade volume on the XRP ledger for things like US dollars because of that exact reason, right? Because if you're issuing tokenized US dollars, there is a counterparty risk inherent there. There's actually two. There's a, you know, the, the risk of the, the the fiat peg that you're pegging to that the US dollar suddenly changes value, and there's the technical. You know, counterparty risk of you've got some custodian or issuer. Their bank could just rug pull that, them. That IOU, right? <laughs> it's like they could be the best guys in the world, and their bank could just be like, "Yeah, fuck you." Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like you said, I mean, that's what happened to Tether damage. already once. Like it already and, happened. And like we we've seen it happen. Bitshares yeah. was like 2014, so I yeah, guess yeah, you so guys beat them. A few years after the XRP yeah. ledger. Yeah. Well, bro. I mean, so far it, it doesn't sound like we disagree on anything. So I, I, I don't think so. I'd be interested cool. to see how the price discovery works. Like I said, I think a lot yep. of the people who support Hex seem to think they're getting, you know, some additional free tokens to the same value as their current ones. I don't think that's the case, man. I, I don't think anyone thinks that. I've never well, seen anyone say that. Well, started this whole conversation yesterday where somebody basically tweeted that, right? And so I was like, this is ridiculous. You're, you're going to have twice the tokens, but you don't know which ones are going to be more valuable in Pulse and less valuable. I think admin keys should be less valuable. And I think real DeFi without admin keys should be more valuable. If so, use, I mean, you still need a use case for them, right? You well, you also, I mean, most of this DeFi shit is fake. You still have middlemen that control the front ends. So if you don't have a real open source front end, then how the fuck are you going to, you're going to have to train yourself to use like etherscan.io's right you contract function. APIs directly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, like it's so, but that's fine. Like, look, we've already, we've already seen this be wildly successful time and time again but without state. So we're just doing it better with coin burning, higher throughput. We, we have devs that have already improved the core geth code. So the quality of code's great. And we have, we're just bringing the system state. And it's like fucking no brainer as far as I'm concerned, because people are priced out of Ethereum right now. There are coins on Ethereum which are no longer usable because they're priced out. And we're oh, yeah. gonna save these motherfuckers. And we might even make Ethereum more valuable by reducing its load and making it useful again. 
because you don't have to go pollute their network with, you know, NFTs. Oh, by the way, here's one, NFTs. You overpaid for a serial number loosely related to a JPEG, which may or may not still be hosted on the internet. Congratulations. Have another one. You want, you like that shit? Go ahead, have another. <laughs> I fucking, I hate NFTs, but hey, if you like NFTs, come to Pulse Chain. You'll have all your loosely related serial numbers on another chain. Congrats. We'll find out. We'll find out a reason for them at some point. I think. I think you know this industry is so much in its early days, and things like NFTs. It's a case of people come up with various ideas, and it's like throw all this shit at the wall and see what sticks. And in there somewhere, there's going to be a use case, right? I'm NFTs sure are awesome, but paying money for them is not. Well, yeah. I mean, you shouldn't pay a lot of money for a JPEG with no intellectual property rights. Just right. doesn't make any but, sense. But the point of NFTs go beyond that, right? I mean, say instead of I'm just buying a JPEG, I'm actually buying a, a ticket to an event or I'm Nobody uses it that way. It's the, all the it's right. all pseudo at speculation. It's all gambling. At, at, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. At the moment. Like I said, this yeah. is the thing. There's a lot of use cases that I think yet to kind of crystallize out of this kind of maelstrom that we have of sure. of what people are doing with it. Yeah. And people need to play around with it and see what yeah. happens. I mean, hey, you know, we, we had crypto kitties on it, you know and that was the first thing that came that, that gave like mm, I hate it so way, much right there's nothing so, worse than procedurally generated art if you're not only not buying art but you're buying procedurally generated art where it's pixelated 16-bit trash that a fucking computer made you like there is it is the lowest shit tier garbage I, I th- what could be worse than procedurally generated art. There could be yeah, 16 bit resolution. There could be nothing worse. View on it than you, so, no, I they don't. There's only been one procedurally trying to generate a game and it sucked balls. All right. No. I played it. It was shit. Yeah. You're like, hey, it's the same thing with slightly different textures. Kill me. Yeah. And by the way, if well, you. This you been cool. I've got to you go ran out of time. Stuff. But yeah, good right. to chat to you. And, good chat. Uh, yeah. yeah, good luck with it all and we'll, we'll see where it goes. Thanks, man. Good talking to you, bro. See ya. Ciao. Bye. All right, everybody. See if chat's got anything good to say here. See, look, we had a friendly chat. This guy was calling Hex a this cult and, you know, scam and shit. And now he knows more about it and probably doesn't hate it as much. Cool. Richard has the ability to be nice. Oh, my God. It's crazy. All right. Let's see what we got here. Anything good in chat, homies? Anything good in chat here? Stream isn't the same without the watches spinning. Well, man... Let me fix that for you. Let me fix that for you, bro. Watches, time to spin. Get your spin on. There you go. They should start spinning in a second. <clears throat> Has he given any more recent ideas on sacrifice date? As soon as possible, man. We're just waiting on testing on the front end. That's And then I guess you might want to know the parameters. I guess you'd want to know those, huh? like what the supply might be. I know Richard is God, but please use noise removal. Cry baby. Last time I made it quieter, my fan, my, my uh, camera overheated. So here you go. It's quiet now. Why XRP doing like this? Price is dropping every time. Okay, let's go look at the XRP price. XRP USD. Um... Ooh, that does not look healthy, boys. That does not look healthy at all. Okay, let me give you some measurements here. So XRP is down from 2017 till now 
82%. It's January uh, 2018. That's not good. And then if we do a different measurement and we measure from 84 days ago till now, XRP is down 71%. It's down 71% in 84 days. And then if we measure to yesterday, oh, hold on. We measured it yesterday, it's down 74% in 70 days. That ain't good, man. That ain't good. Sorry to hear that XRP, guys. Good news though, hoping to bring some adoption to your blockchain, you might be able to sacrifice your XRP to the SENS Foundation, scns.org slash donate, or to some other addresses, uh, not yet announced, to enter the sacrifice set, which may receive free pulse coins, which, is awesome. T.me forward slash pulse chain com. 21,000 people in the chat room right now. There's more people in Pulse's chat than there are in Hex's chat. Crazy. No bounty hunters, no when moon sir, no like can't speak English people in there. It's it's all high quality real crypto people in there. Go now. T.me forward slash pulse chain com. World's largest airdrop. Sorry to hear about the uh, XRP price, guys. Let's go back to chat here. I'm basically reading 30 minutes behind is what I'm reading right now. Loving this technical talk fills me with confidence in Hex and Pulse. Nice. Let's go, Hex. So let me get this right. If I'm staking Hex, I get that copied to Pulse Chain for free, essentially doubling up. Yeah, you're going to have Hex on two networks. Your liquid Hex is going to be on two networks and your stakes are going to be duplicated on two networks. And then value discovery will occur and the world will decide whether they're worth the same or one's worth more or one's not. Um, I don't think anyone can predict that. I can tell you that I like to see all hacks everywhere be very expensive. I prefer expensive hexes is what I like. I feel bad when it's not a new all-time high. So I like constant new all-time highs if, if they're possible. It's just emotionally better for me. Great interview so far, thank you. Um, well done, man. This is a very professional debate so far. Thanks, man. Who is this dude? He does developer relations for XRP. I don't, I don't know what people are developing on there because the thing that's been around for, I don't know, since 2011, I guess people aren't using much. So I really don't think there's anything going on on that chain other than people just using it to send tokens back and forth for ARB and stuff. So I'm happy to see evidence to the contrary. Like I, if you, can show me the data that there's shit going on, then I will believe it. You know, it's, it's very easy. We went to one website, we looked at the volume. And if you're saying there's other stuff going on, just show me the stuff and show me the user counts. You can go on etherscan.io, type hacks, click hacks, see how many new users there are, see how many people are staking, see how many people are ending their stakes. You can see everything. You can see every trade. So like, I guess you can't see centralized exchange trades and I don't support centralized exchanges. Uh, just You could also go to hex.vision and see absolutely everything that's going on. It's all public and easy. So, you know, trust, don't trust, verify. It's very simple. Good morning from Texas. Thanks, man. Richard for president of the United States. Thanks. I'd, I'd take the job if I don't have to work too hard to get it. I'll work hard if I do get it, but I'm not working hard to try and get it. I have no idea what they're talking about, but I like it all. All right. Why, why is not tone part of this? Yeah, great question, man. Uh, all you guys out there that charge people money to lose how to, there are a class of people in crypto that pretend to teach you how to trade profitably 
But in reality, they teach you how to lose money. And then you pay them for the privilege of learning how to lose money when you could have lost that money on your own without their help. I find that whole industry disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Richard is at his best when challenged by an intelligent interviewer. Correct. Yes. Yes. Send me better, smarter people and I will give you better, smarter content. Time-weighted average price was the reason Titan got hacked, though. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't think that's the case, but everybody says this is brilliant and stuff. There's all types of positive comments here about uh, 30 minutes back. Nice. I wish I, I knew what you guys were responding to. I like this guy. He seems chill. Cool, man. This is much better than talking about his clothes or jewelry or watches. Maybe. Maybe it is. This is actually insightful. Hey, guys, send me better people to talk to. You do it. You guys have more free time than me. Go get me better interviews, okay? Do it. RichardHart.com. But email me at like, first of all, I hate email. DM me on Twitter or hit me on Telegram, t.me forward slash RichardHart. Or if you must, you can go to RichardHart at Hex.com or just Richard at Hex.com. Better. Well, happy effing Sunday. Woohoo. Waking up to Richard Hart and coffee. What did I do to deserve this? Welcome to the party. <laughs> Some of these comments are funny. Why does Richard only interview simps? I want an alpha versus alpha clash because the other alphas are too smart to hop on stream with me and then appear to be betas is my guess. Like, I, I don't know, man. If you're smart and friendly, you're going to have a good talk here. You, I, I don't know. I think all my interviews are good, even the bad ones. Even Peter McCormick's horrible, disgusting interview is probably still good. Richard Hart loves seeing this calmer side. Yeah, I'm capable of being chill. But the audience wants me to go hard on people sometimes, so I try to mix it up, you know? Or if I'm just grumpy, I guess I'll go hard. Can you please explain the 75% versus 125% donation return in layman's guides? There ain't no 125% donation. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. If you donate to the Sands Foundation, which is a tax-deductible donation because they are a registered 501c3 charity in the United States. They are also registered in the UK with a different branch. They also, I believe, has something in Canada and Australia or Canada or Australia where you'll be able to donate to charities there. If you donate to those tax-deductible charities, you can get 75% of the credit that you would otherwise have gotten if you had sacrificed to an address that wasn't theirs. So if you get the tax deductible donation to the SENS Foundation, you can send cash, you can send stocks, you can send crypto. You can't send X, you can't send Pulse, but you can send lots of stuff, anything else that's on Coinbase. You get 75% of the credit and a tax write-off. Congratulations. That's it. Hit the like button. All right, everybody, hit the like button. I watched Richard Hart since 2017, but I never got hacks. I missed it and I hate myself. Pulse, I will not miss. All right. You didn't miss Hex. It's pre-viral. There's never been a positive word about it anywhere. It's not on any big exchanges. It's not ranked properly on ranking sites. You were early. Like, early. Bitcoin went up 6.5 million X. Hex is only up uh, 1,700X. I like how people are like, oh my God, there was a three cent dip in Hex. You're like, it's doing better than everything else in crypto. Everything else dipped harder. Bitcoin dipped harder. Ethereum dipped harder. It, it like... Hex had the most recent all-time high and like the dip was smaller than everybody else's. Like I don't know what else you want. It's awesome. It, it, 
it's really good. And yes, usually after like a 10x run up, you have a little bit of dip. It's, it's okay. It's like normal. Dips are in the game, man. It just there's not just a single green candle that goes forever. There are dips. Dips are an opportunity for people that bought the top and sold the bottom to give their money to people that bought the bottom and sold the top. The impatient pay the patient in general in speculative instruments. At least ones with product market fit. If you bought a scam and the shit goes to zero, patience isn't going to help you. Oh, don't have me skipping questions, darn it. I think the chat, like I didn't go fast enough and it made me skip a bunch of questions. That sucks. Lol at guy spamming chat. Hilarious. I literally press one button and it all disappears like this. You put in a lot of effort for me to click a button. Richard, if there was a crypto boss UFC, would you back yourself for the title? Yeah, I like me. Fat, old, but funny, rich, big dicked. I know what I am, man. CEO Jeb keeps dumping. When CEO dumps on you, it's not healthy. In Hex, Richard doesn't dump on people because he wants his project to succeed. I uh, I don't like to see the Hex price go down. Uh, do, do, do. Should I be a pulse whale or should I just hold on to my T-shares? Good question, man. I mean, look, the pulse chat room is already bigger than the Hex chat room. But the pumpamentals on Hex are god tier. I don't know which one's going to overperform. Like, it, you're winning or you're winning by winning. I, some things aren't knowable. Our stake duplicated hacks that becomes P hacks will it be staked identically. Yes, it will. Same code. What symbol for Pulse doesn't exist yet? Anything that you see that would have its symbol is a scam. Wait for it to exist. Tone Gaze is the one who shill course. When someone on Twitter commented suicide post, fuck that tone gaze shit. I have to unhide that comment. Do you think more governments will clap down on crypto? What government's clamping down on crypto? We just literally saw a government declare it as legal tender and is airdropping all their citizens in El Salvador. What, what, what is the... I, maybe China clamped down on some shit, but they also banned Google and Facebook and YouTube and they just banned everything. So it's it's not like... I don't see governments going hard on crypto that aren't China. I see people adopting it. And how does Hex deal with that? You can't kill Hex. You could kill me. You could kill Hex.com. It doesn't matter. You can't kill the blockchain. You can't kill the Hex contract. It's unstoppable. You can't even kill its trading. Its trading is decentralized as well. So, like, I am irrelevant. It continues to live on no matter what. It's not killable, not stoppable. Would it be possible to organize a chat with Eric? Uh, I assume you're talking about Eric Weinstein. Oh, you're Eric Wall. I don't know, maybe. He's just scared. He doesn't want drama, and he's afraid that people will give him drama for speaking to the founder of a $50 billion cryptocurrency. Whatever. I don't, I don't let my followers control me. That's why they're called followers, because I lead and they follow. If your followers are leading you and controlling you, you're a bitch. Doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't get it. I'm a thought leader. I'm not a fucking thought follower. I will speak to who I want when I want. What's the use of having fuck you money if you're just a bitch? I don't get it. Like, be manly. You know, freedom. Freedom! What's the charm above the hex you're wearing? This is my first company, or not my first, but like one of my first companies. It's called the Power to Profit. Fist crushing money. It shows strength, wealth, 
It's also overly gaudy, so people ask about it. Can we sacrifice Shib for Pulse? It's unlikely. You'll probably have to like convert it. It's an ERC-20, so you can just, you know, exchange it for something that is going to be sacrificable. Good morning from Tokyo. Please show us the Rolex Platona. Okay. Well, you wanted it. It's $150,000 platinum Rolex Daytona with baguette diamond bezel. I think baguette diamonds are stupid. They barely sparkle. So really sparkly, not sparkly at all. See, I'm putting it where my eyes are because the camera likes to focus on my eyes. I'll try and make it closer. There you go. How's that? It's an okay watch. I like my blinged out diamond GMTs better than this, but hey, I wanted to get over the million. So now I've got over a million dollars of watches. I don't have to round anymore. <clears throat> I want my eight watch winder. Please send it. I'm tired of waiting. What's the shortest time I can stake in Hex? One day. Is it worth it? I don't know, man. Look at the chart, do your own research. It's only up 1700X in a year and a half before interest, before staking. If you had a longer stake, you'd be up 3400X plus in a year and a half. It's, I think, the highest performing, I think it's the best performing asset class in history or the best performing asset in history. Google that. I mean, look it up. I don't know of anything that beat Hex over the same time frame that Hex existed. So I think Hex might be the best performing asset in the history of man. Might be. Check the math. It was designed to be, so it wouldn't surprise me if it was. Good morning from France. I was part of the thread on Twitter. I'm glad you guys found common grounds. Yeah, I thought it was a good interview. Some people learned some stuff about XRP, and some people learned some stuff about Hex. Cool. Whip out all the jewelry. No. I also want my giant Hex chunk. I'm still waiting on stones. It's like... I have a giant hex chunk company. It's going to be huge. Middle one not rotating. Well, yeah, I don't know why. Whatever. Deal. I don't feel like fighting it. It's on, so it should be, but I guess it's just not rotating. What do I say about McAfee's death? So McAfee's the kind of guy to do all kinds of crazy stuff. So he would get altcoin tattoos on his body and then say bad things about the alt that he had tattooed on his body. He was a wild dude and wild dudes tend to do wild shit. So he's the kind of guy that like, I mean, I don't know what happened, but if there's someone that was going to troll and be like, yeah, you know, if I end up dead, somebody else killed me and then kill themselves like troll mode. That's the type of behavioral, like his behavioral patterns would be of the type where you'd be like, yeah, that would be the, the ultimate the ultimate tax evasion. It's a funny JPEG I saw. They're like, I think he would have appreciated it. So, you know, I did Epstein kill himself after the surveillance tapes were deleted? That shit seems pretty shady. Did John McAfee kill himself? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if I had to guess, I'm going to say probably. But who knows? You know? I don't know. That's the thing. is like, I've seen... I've had so many people that I've known kill themselves that to me, this shit happens like relatively often. So it's, if you're not, if your life, I've been around long enough that people that I've known have killed themselves and you just, it's, it's like the numbers game, like it happens. So it's, it sucks, 
you do everything you can to try and avoid it but like it happens to people can you please get a peer representative that has these connections already we try on your behalf but most of us have no links yeah i hear you there's a girl that the community found that wants to be my pr person and i need to message her back she seems fine we'll, we'll see love you richard thank you so much for making me and my family rich again and again and again all right Richard, I have recently built a staking ladder, and I'm now wondering if there's any end-stake security, such as email confirmations or 2FA. You, what? Look, man, if you want, there's this thing called the blockchain, and you are the only one that can make your stake, and you are the only one that can end your stake, because you are the only one that has your private keys that you generated. And so you can put your private keys in hardware security devices, such as the leather ledger or treasure, you can use those devices to secure your MetaMask account, or you can use services such as apex.win, which have direct ledger integrations. So there is 2FA if you want it for your private keys. Does that answer your question? But like, there's nobody else that controls it. So there's not some system that gatekeeps whether you can mint your money or not. You are in control. And no one else can end your stake for you. Only you can. You're the network. You run the code. Smash the like button. True that. You have an army in Canada at your disposal. Thanks, man. Richard, give us updates on Pulse. Scroll back. I did. Richard, an apex predator in the crypto jungle. Thanks, man. Thank you, bro, from Australia. We love your spunk. You love my spunk. Man, your guy's slang is different than our slang. Spunk means something different where I'm from. <laughs> uh, uh. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's more of a UK term. Can we get a dedicated on and off ramp for Hex and Pulse? Boy, that sure would be nice, wouldn't it? Thou shalt have no expectation of profit from the work of others is all I can tell you. But man, that would be really nice. Really, really nice. ETH fork coming, but no one talking about it except Hex. Why? I guess people are dumb. I mean, look, on the one hand, you can say no one's talking about it. But on the other hand, the Pulse chat room is already bigger than the Hex chat room. So... And I, I've personally had the founder of other top tier, you know, very old cryptocurrencies tell me that they are going to be participating in the sacrifice phase. And people that hate hacks have also told me that Pulse is actually really cool and they're going to be participating in the sacrifice phase. So I think a lot more people know about Pulse than they're letting on. They're just maybe hoping or dreaming that I'm not going to come take over that shit too. It's like, hey guys, when I design a product, it's got cool features and it's got cool ideas in it. Ideas that have never been done before. So it's, it's I think it's going to be really awesome. Because people, like, to some degree, everyone's a player hater, right? So like, I have a million dollars of watches. So literally today, people were like, I hate you. Why are you showing off like this? And you're like, because I can. And I get more people that follow and like and subscribe because they like this shit than it's worth it to get the occasional hater. So I'll get like five to one even better. I probably get like 10 to one people that will follow for this gaudy, outrageous shit to the one hater. And then what's the hater going to do? Sell. He never bought. What do I care? Like it doesn't like the hater is meaningless. So, you know, it's, it's like if I, if I on ramp new users by rotating through different ways of being and, and different verticals, like some people, some rich people like watches. Cool. Well then maybe they'll like, the stream more right maybe they have a rolex and like it builds affinity kind of so it's it's positive ev 
good game theory to brag because you have to punch through all this noise. I mean, look at, look at how girls have it on the internet. A girl won't even post like a video unless her boobs are half out. The top of her forehead's missing because she has to move the camera down so much to get her cleavage in the picture. And if she doesn't do that, she doesn't get any likes. And you're like, well, it's an escalation of bullshittery, you know? So like in order to punch through the news of social media, you have to punch so fucking hard or just get lucky, right? So I'm not a girl with big boobs. I'm a guy with big boobs. Not helpful. Doesn't help. Yeah, so anyway, some guy comments, right? And then I'm like, yo, actually, I'm out here trying to save the world. I support charity. I write free books. I give away free money. I give away free... I'm the fucking giving tree. I give away as many free things as you can think. And then he's like, okay, I'll read your free book, but, you know, stop showing off so much. So I even on-ramped the hater. I even got the hater to improve his life and read the books that I wrote that should improve his life. Like, so even by getting hate, I on-ramped a new user into something that could really make his life better you can see this on twitter today like it just happened today yo richard good morning my question is about staking on paul's chain what goes what goes into coming up with the staking rewards for pulse do you have an idea on what the interest in staking pulse will be wait till the code's out man i don't want to get into these really tight specific questions because you might tweak a parameter or two you know like I, I told the devs, I'm like, hey, you know, auto compounding would be nice. So people don't have to like hit the network to to recompound their staking rewards. And I haven't got a response yet if it already functions that way or if you need to do some tweaks to make it happen that way. I would prefer to have it happen that way. So that particular thing, it's, you know, not yet complete. I haven't got a report back from the devs on that particular aspect, which directly affects like your question. What do you think about El Salvador adopting Bitcoin? Awesome. They're, if Bitcoin goes down to 10K, they're going to be less happy about it. But I, I think Bitcoin's going to 10K, by the way. And I just lost a whole bunch of chat again. Damn it. Isn't the actual sacrifice people getting diluted by the SENS donations? Meaning we're all donators in the end? What? You're, I don't understand that. Don't people that sacrifice deserve recognition for such? Yeah. And the guys that are sacrificing the sins, other than the tax write-off, they're getting less. So like, it's basically like matching funds. So matching funds is you amplify people's donations by giving more to a charity because someone else gave to the charity. And then in this system, it's slightly different because you're giving sacrifice credit to the donor instead of the charity. So it's a similar yet different thing, kind of like matching funds, but to a different party and Maybe funds isn't the right word, but sacrifice credit is. Sorry about missing so many questions. Like I'm, I'm not reading them quick enough to, uh, for them not to overrate. I bought a new car with my first $150 in hex I bought over a year ago. Thanks for creating hex. Consider making a testimonial video, man. You know, put it on the website. People could see the good experience you had. Rich, when was your last street fight, bro? It's been a while, dude. It's been a while years i think what i think about tether counterparty risk if you do not have money to sacrifice because you're fully staked in hex does it make sense to emergency end stake for the sacrifice phase and pay a 50 percent penalty on one of your stakes that sounds not smart to me it, it may end up being the right thing to do but it just sounds like there's a lot of overhead there so it, like 
because you would have had stakes on both networks and now you'll have stakes in neither network but you'll have pulse i don't know seems like a risky way to go about it because <clears throat> taking a 50 percent penalty is like pretty high overhead not sure which one but i definitely heard someone mention another country is going to be announcing btc as legal tender in the near future also cool a, a bunch of latin america ones is what i heard like maybe panama or something the more the merrier i say Richard Hart, somebody said to me that my WBTC copy on the Pulse chain has zero value. Can I transfer it to Ethereum and convert this WBTC from Pulse chain to BTC? Are you fucking retarded? How retarded are you? Do you think that somehow magically the Bitcoin that BitGo, the counterparty that encapsulates those Bitcoin to issue their centralized admin key having wrapped Bitcoin with the ticker symbol WBTC, do you think that magically when Pulse Chain Fork happens, they're going to have double the wrapped, double the Bitcoin reserves to make them like redeemable? You're not going to be able to redeem any of these counterparty risk middleman things. You, they don't, it's not possible. You're not going to be able to redeem wrapped Bitcoin on Pulse for actual Bitcoin. But, but I would not be surprised at all if wrapped Bitcoin had some value on the Pulse Chain network. Because shit that is fractionally reserved has a value for some reason. Shit that you mint out of thin air has a value for some reason. And so for some reason in crypto, lots of things have value that you just can't make any damn sense of. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Tether and USDC and wrapped Bitcoin and all those things have some value on the Pulse network. I have no idea what that value will be. And then if you don't want those things because you're afraid the admin key homies will come and just invalidate everything, which may cause you to have legal action against them, by the way, um, then, you know, divest. It's, it's your, you're in control. It's the blockchain. You do what you want to do. You're in charge of your own money. <clears throat> so I don't think zero value is the right answer. And I really, really don't think that, uh, you know, fully collateralized is the right answer either. So. I think there will be some value. I don't know what that value will be unless the admins decide to, to blow the head off and like kill it with their admin key. And then you could be like, hey, you just robbed me and then go sue them, I guess. I would like to see you interviewed by Lex. I wish you would do a video interview. Yeah, it's the year 2021. Can we just use the internet? Why do we have to pollute the environment to personally travel to have a conversation? I just had a good conversation. It works fine. Would you need to smell me to make a good conversation? This delicious Louis Vuitton perfume? No, you don't need that. I'm just going to let it ring. I don't feel like dealing with it. Or am I? Am I going to go deal with it? Be right back, everybody. This is why we mute phones before streams. Great. I'm back. <clears throat> if I had fuck you money, I would help everyone around me and use it to help other people get rich like you. Cool. It's a good idea. I like it. Sounds kind of similar to what I do. Favorite hex wallet? I think MetaMask. My friend asked me to ask you why he should use Pulse Chain instead of Matic. Because Matic can steal all your money whenever they want. They have admin keys. They can take all your money whenever they want. Do you like that? I don't like that. That seems stupid. 
Not to mention Hex has, or rather Pulse has the world's largest airdrop. Matic didn't. Also, I don't think Matic does fee burning, which Pulse does. Pulse chain voice chat is awesome. Been listening a couple hours each day. Yeah, their voice chat's crazy. I mean, I see like 50 to 90 people in the voice chat and Pulse chain like constantly. It's absolutely crazy. What happened to your mic? So much noise. My camera is doing this overheating thing for some reason. So I have fans to make it cooler. Hello from Barcelona. Richard, you're the man. What happens to my stake text on Pulse? It becomes P-Hex. Yes, but how do I claim it? What? Your keys just work. It just, you don't have to do anything, bro. Your keys will just work. You don't have to do anything. You're going to have private keys that access the Pulse chain hex the same way your private keys can access the Ethereum hex. It's doesn't require any effort from you whatsoever. Will the airdrop work from Exodus wallets or should we use MetaMask? Like I think MetaMask is awesome. I think if you use Exodus, you don't actually have your own private keys, but don't quote me on that. Like I just, MetaMask in my opinion is the premier user experience. Hey Richard, I believe I can understand the reason for no referral program in Pulse Chain, but can you bring the subject up? There'd be anything to help with referring others to sacrifice? Nope. No referrals. It's that easy. Will there be a bridge between ETH and Pulse right at launch? Probably. That's my guess. We'll see. Richard, you're either a fucking genius or a self-absorbed complete loon still trying to work it out. Go read my books. T.me forward slash Richard Hartwin. Or go watch my earliest YouTube videos. You can see what I'm about. Are you into fragrances? Yeah. I got a lot of them. What do you do with your fuck you money for fun, lol, on your off day if you're ever not developing? I have a million dollars of watches. I have tons of Louis Vuitton shit. That's about it. Are we going to be able to sacrifice USDT? Yes. Where sacrifice for Pulse? Not yet. Soon, but not yet. My only question is, it's not some closed application to validate you set up and get stake. And if you have enough, then you're in is what I'd like to see. Uh, I don't get it. I mean, I think I understand what you're trying to say, but look, you sound like someone that isn't going to have enough money or going to be able to attract enough stake to be in the validator set anyway. So don't worry about it, bro, I guess. Are you, like, you understand being a validator requires you to operate a data center or have computers in a data center with good connectivity, high throughput. It's an actual job. It's not just some tomfoolery bullshit. Like, it requires skill. What do you think about the McAfee death, dead man switch? I, I think it's more troll mode stuff. I don't think there's anything legit about it. We'll know when it comes out, but why isn't it already out? I mean, he's dead, so time to release the dead man switch. What are we waiting for? Put up the torrent and release the fucking encryption key. Should already be done. It just seems like conspiracy theory shit to me. Pro tip, instead of posting a fucking JPEG of a letter Q and hiding some bullshit in it like some type of fucking puzzle, just literally in text post the decryption key and stop fucking around. Anytime you see this fucking around, it's scam. Do like, if you want to prove a Satoshi, go post on his fucking accounts. Go post on Satoshi's Bitcoin Talk account. Go post on Satoshi's email address. Go post on Satoshi's GitHub account. Go fucking sign a transaction with Satoshi's keys. If you can't do any of those fucking things, 
you're not Satoshi. Oh, you say you got some 31 terabyte, you know, dead man switch. Okay, well, let's see it. What are we waiting on? Upload the fucking torrent. Let's go. If you don't, if you have the, any, oh, you're showing JPEGs? No, it's all bullshit scam. <clears throat> These comments, dude. Apparently, Edwin Snowden, I, I believe he means Edward, says governments are clamping down on people like McAfee. He's dead. What do you mean clamping down on? Perhaps Julian Assange could be next. Yes, they've been fucking up Julian for a good long time now. I don't think that Edward Snowden, Julian Assange, and John McAfee have anything in common with each other. You, you could say Julian Assange and Edward Snowden have some things in common, but John McAfee doesn't have anything in common with those other two guys. He doesn't. <clears throat> Had a friend kill himself... I was torn up months, later found out it was an accident. He was jerking off with a belt around his neck, passed out. It's called autoerotic asphyxiation, and it is common. The guy from Kung Fu, the television show, was also in Kill Bill, David Carradine. That's how he died. Thanks for your airdrop in 2019. You're welcome. Oh, the moral of the point, the, the, the lesson there is don't, do shit that could kill you while you're jerking off or even while you're not jerking off. What browser do you recommend for using MetaMask? Chrome. What's your favorite hobby? Girls. Uh, I've seen a lot of hex stickers around. I love to see hex stickers. I think it's good onboarding of people. All right. I'm caught up with stream. Go to t.me forward slash pulse now. Immediately go. It's awesome. Biggest airdrop in history. Follow me on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Richard Hart win. I'm putting these links in the chat. Boom. Okay. Sends the org slash donate. Email them if you want to donate stocks, cash, crypto uh, to enter the sacrifice set at scns.org forward slash donate. T.ma forward slash pulsechain.com. Click like, click subscribe, click the bell, click all. Boom. Booyah. Good shit, guys. Uh, enjoy yourselves. I can't wait for the next new all-time high. It's going to be beautiful. Later, y'all.